Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So I'm so excited that my guest today is Coco. Do you want to say hi, Coco? Hello. And I'm so excited to actually be in sunny, very sunny today, um, Los Angeles in the West Hollywood or WeHo um, pleasure chest store. I don't get to make it out here that often. So I'm so excited to be talking to you in the flesh here um, in the City of Angels. Um, and will you tell everyone... Uh, what do you do at the Pleasure Chest? So I have been here for almost five years, or pretty much five years now, and I started off in customer service, became a sex specialist, which is a whole thing we get tested on regularly on product knowledge and sexual health knowledge, uh, and then I just kind of moved up, and I'm now a manager and have been for a couple of years now. Congratulations. Thank or I guess you. it's a little overdue. Congratulations. <laughs> it's been a few years. Um, uh, and uh, tell me, what do you do when you're not at the pleasure chest? Oh, I, I just I stare at the wall a lot. <laughs> I hang out with my queer friends. <laughs> cool. uh, I study astrology. Pretty Like I do a lot of kind of metaphysical occult study awesome i noticed yeah. the beautiful uh crystal around your neck thank you is that a particular kind of crystal it's aqua or quartz which is just a like a regular quartz that's heat treated mm. with uh like 24 karat gold which makes it this really pretty like blue color oh my god i love it yeah um to it I also love that it's treated with 24 karat gold. That's fantastic. <laughs> Is there anywhere that you recommend in LA for good crystal shopping? I love Spelldown Sky and Silver okay. Lake. Okay. It's, it's my go-to. Might have to make it over there. Spelldown Sky, Silver Lake. Okay, excellent. Um, so... It's Halloween season. It's <laughs> it's actually not right now, but um, we're going to be releasing this for Halloween. And uh, Halloween is actually um, one of my favorite holidays, and I don't love that many holidays. So um, do, you, do you like Halloween? What are I your feelings Halloween. about it? That's my favorite holiday. Absolutely. I love the fall. Awesome. And me I too. love dressing up. Cool. So I love themes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, our theme of today is dress up. So in honor of Halloween... 
I thought that it would be great for us to talk about the intersection of sexuality and attire or costumes. So to start us off, I'd love to ask you, why are people into sexy costumes? What I like about costumes is that it adds another element to sexiness. I mean, like you think about it when you're a kid and you're role playing or something like that, Mm. you put on a cape. And you feel like a superhero. Absolutely. So in kind of, I like translating like childhood fun time imagination to sexy adult, Mm -hmm, uh, you know, mm -hmm, fun time mm -hmm. imagination. Yeah, because we were all, we were all at one point given a lot more encouragement to play and use our imagination. So as adults um, practicing consensual sexuality, we sometimes get a little alienated from that playful side and costumes can help bring that back yeah and the, i mean you can also you know get a little darker and sultrier it doesn't have to be absolutely playful with mm. attire but it's basically what i think about is ev- whatever mood you're trying to achieve having the right you know costume or attire will help you put you know it'll help you feel like a superhero if that's what you're going for if you want to go younger uh, or something like in some age play, like mm. schoolgirl tends to be a really popular kind of sexy attire costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like some pet play and stuff with the ears and things like that. So there are lots of ways to kind of get into, you know, your sexy space by using your attire. And it's I think it's just like how you feel, you know. A lot of people, clothing helps them feel a certain way. So it's about how you look when you put on the costume, but it's also about how you feel when you're wearing the costume. Yeah. Maybe that's even how you feel is maybe even more important than how you look. Yeah, I think so. Uh, And then we talked a little bit earlier about corsets and stuff, right? Mm. So if you're not feeling comfortable wearing a corset, it's going to be harder for you to like exude or like feel sexy if you're just like, oh, I can't breathe. (laughs) So true. I mean, I have always felt that way. I feel a lot sexier in, I don't know, like, for example, cotton... um, leopard print uh leggings I know those are pretty amazing I like the little ankle thank you thank you thank you um uh you know I like um I feel sexiest when I'm wearing something that I can pounce in um but that's one of the reasons that I like leather so much is that it tends to be forgiving and um have a lot of give and really sort of show the wear and tear of rough play and then, of course, you just get a nice bootblack to moisturize it and yeah. shine it up and take care of it for you, right? And that's an extension of the fun. Yeah, getting primal is really fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Messy hair. Mm. <laughs> now you're singing my song. Um, so uh, next I want to ask you, what's the difference between a sexy costume and fetish gear? I feel like with fetish gear, it's more of a commitment, Mm. you know, uh, tends to be more involved in kind of like a lifestyle. Fetish gear also tends to be more expensive, whereas sexy wear gear is kind of intended for like, oh, I'm wearing it for the nights Mm. or under this trench coat or however. Or for Halloween. Yeah, or for Halloween. Mm. Exactly. Which for some people can be a chance to get in touch with a Pers- a sexual persona or identity that they're, they're they feel permission to do that during Halloween, right? So yeah. they feel permission to perhaps come into the pleasure chest and shop for a dominatrix outfit because they're quote unquote. Pl- 
playing a dominatrix or mm-hmm. dressed up as a dominatrix for Halloween, but maybe the impulse to embody that archetype or to, you know, feel like a powerful femdom is maybe something that they've always wanted. And maybe dressing up like that for Halloween could be their first chance to be like, mm, but what about all those other days of the year that I could be a femdom? Yeah. And I think too with Halloween is just kind of like when you choose your costume or your look, it's like, how do I want to present? Like what is, mm. you know, and the doms tend to be sexier. Like that's what they give off unless, you know, primal doms are also sexy. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but you know, you think like super sleek, very tight clothing, mm. very con- like restrained. Mm, yeah. Constricted. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, there's some femmes who don't get to access that as easily in their everyday you know clothing or expression that having halloween is that time to put on like a cat suit Mm. or something yeah absolutely um and you know the other thing that i wanted to ask about fetish gear is that you know any anyone can put on a vinyl cat suit or some brightly colored like teddy lacy lingerie like I saw when I was walking through the store or even a puppy hood or a you know leather chest harness um regardless of gender um but for some people those clothes or the material that makes up those clothes or a certain style or cut or category of those clothes is actually their sexual fetish and when they put on the harness you know or they put on the latex latex, yeah latex dress or they put on their stockings or they put on their stilettos or their rubber you know or or they put on their leather boots that's when sex is starting you know getting dressed up like that is their foreplay so Mm -hmm. do you see folks like that coming into the store oh yeah absolutely I feel like when we're talking about you know the difference between fetish gear fetish wear versus kind of just the costumey I feel like fetish wear counts as a costume Mm. uh, but not all costumes are fetish wear Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of times when people are drawn to certain fetish gear it does come down to the material Mm -hmm. so with latex that a lot of people who are drawn to latex love the smell that kind of rubbery smell yeah kind of like a balloon yeah yeah Yeah. second skin Uh, look and then the leather I hear a lot about like the smell of leather mm-hmm, definitely uh, something that and like the feel and the association with kind of like s- skin animal primal stuff right? yeah and, and and being being really tough you know I've, folks have said to me that when they wear leather even just out in public walking down the street they, they you know they're amazed by um, how much less they get fucked with like people who experience harassment every day put on leather and then they don't get fucked with as much which i i like find really beautiful and totally a turn on yeah like leather it's yeah it comes down to presentation right mm-hmm, and wanting mm-hmm. to engage in that like walking down the street in leather jacket like you walk a different like wearing shoulder pads you walk a different way totally yeah, you carry yourself differently so yeah with fetish gear um there, yeah, and I feel like shoes are a huge thing in, in fetish stuff. Absolutely, right? yes. Like boots, boots, and then a lot of props have carry a lot of symbolism mm. in fetish gear. Mm. Where with the more costume stuff, it's like, oh, you're a French maid, and you've got this feather duster, right? <laughs> in um, kink and fetish wear, you have like the symbolism of gloves, like black gloves. Oh my gosh, means yes. A lot more. 
uh, these associate so I feel like the fetish gear is more symbolic and definitely more of investment and can be more lifestyle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know some folks will just wear it on special occasions or on the weekends when they go out to the dungeon stuff like that where the costumes I feel like the you know kind of costume Halloween costume stuff is around Halloween where mm. they have that designated day or like a date night or something they want to surprise their partner which is great and you know also something that you just touched on is the idea that certain kinds of fetish gear can also be a cultural signifier right like you can wear like a daddy hat or you can wear a you know uh really anything made of leather and or a collar or a collar absolutely yeah. and then that signals to you know that might be street legal right so you could go out in in public in like non um like yeah non non-private or non like sexy sp- coded spaces wearing that and then other people will, you know, give you the nod. (laughs) Or it could be a way to cruise. It could be a way to indicate like, hey, I'm cruising around in this leather gear because I'm looking for other people who are into leather, which generally tends to indicate uh, an interest in BDSM. It tends to, you know, it often tends to um, designate some form of queerness, right? So um, in that way, you're also signaling like, hey, you're safe with me because... We're both leather. Yeah, or like, check me out. You know, yeah. I'm different. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling myself. Exactly. Yeah. It's also interesting, too. Uh, within the last couple of years, it seems like within the mainstream fashion, mm. they have taken, like, harnesses or thing they've taken, collars. Totally. And I'm like, do you know what that means? Yeah, I mean, that can be, it can be great because it shows that there's cultural resonance that is translating all over, but it can also dilute that cultural significance of those things, right? Because you, yeah, it used to be that I would walk down the street and see somebody else in a, in a leather jacket and I would be like, hello, fellow leather dyke, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's like, oh, but actually maybe you just got that at the mall, which is great, but like, you know, you do you, but... What, how, I thought we were gonna hook up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's if if nothing else, sometimes it's just a disappointment. Yeah. Um, but also, I guess it could be a uh, conversation starter. You yeah, know? I mean, fetish gear. I think also looks amazing. Like, I, there is a reason that it's drawn. I'm. I mean, it's always kind of infiltrated mainstream fashion in little mm. ways, but uh, it's definitely more mainstream now especially with the collars like we have some really cute collars yeah so I even have friends who just come and just shop for collars with no like DS thing attached to it and when I go out I'm like do you know like I see the o-ring collars yeah Yeah, which are different I'm like whoa I love your collar and then I get in the conversation I was like oh okay like you don't know what this is but it looks cute yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) um So one thing that I have always really appreciated about the pleasure chest is that there's a really thoughtful variety of selection of sexy attire. You know, some sex toy stores will have kind of like some lacy lingerie or stockings as an afterthought. And then, of course, there are some places who specialize in fetish gear and rubber or latex or um, or leather, etc. Um, but the pleasure chest um, has always seemed to have 
a really nice variety of stockings and lingerie and hoods and collars and leather wear and latex wear and um I just I really appreciate that and I'm wondering what are besides the ones that you've mentioned what are some of your favorite kinds of sexy attire that are here at the pleasure chest I like my favorite ways of uh, utilizing all the sexy attire that we have is mixing it in with my everyday wear, especially if I'm going out. So it's just kind of like a crotchless fishnet bodysuit or a body stocking or something and yes. wearing it under a dress, sometimes no bra, <laughs> <laughs> or and like a skirt or something. And then kind of having, I like playing with that stuff a lot, like mixing kind of innocent looks with uh, the, you know, sexier sultry looks mm. like to mess with that a lot so I love I love doing that um and the accessories too the, the mm. stockings are a huge mm. huge thing for me because we have the vaccine stockings which cool. I really like cool uh and then they're easier because they're you know they're not like the fancy super fancy like agent provocateur kind of stockings right so I would be afraid to uh, mess those up during mm. play mm. <laughs> so I like having the option of having like uh, the my favorite are the nude stockings with the contrasting back back seam that we have so and I, like the Cuban heel mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that yeah so those are my my go-to's is just like the the hosiery and mixing in like the kinkier body suits with you know some everyday wear which is super high quality. Like for the latex fetishists out there, they're gonna they're gonna know polymorph. And I believe we're the only retailer on the West Coast that carries it. They're Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, they're amazing, like handmade and like very high quality when you feel them. So I'm very impressed with that. So polymorph is the company that makes mm-hmm. the latex? Yeah. Cool, cool. So we carry that. Um, we also started carrying these neoprene items that have been doing really well. So oh, neoprene, awesome. yeah, it's kind of like scuba diving material, which you didn't think would be sexy. Yeah. But feels really cool. Like yeah. It's, it's, it's like latex, but not as intense with the like hair and all that latex and that, that's not a fetish for lazy folks <laughs> no which is why it's not mine i i admire yeah. and appreciate it and i do really like the smell mm-hmm. even though i tend to prefer natural materials um i have come to really sort of enjoy that latex smell especially like an you know a silicone lubed up um uh, you know sleek latex 
well, you know, outfit with a person in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you know, and it, it is definitely like you smell that and you know you're in a sexy space, which I think is true for a lot of fetishists, whether it's leather or latex or I suppose that um, also definitely stockings have a smell, especially the way that they absorb body smells, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so neoprene, that's really awesome. Yeah, a little bit more forgiving than latex. Yeah. Cool. So those are, I think, our big specialty items that we carry. Um, we have also a lot of like wet look items, which are really fun. So if you don't want to commit to latex or neoprene, because they're going to be pricier. Tell me what wet look means. Wet look is, I don't even know what the material is specifically, but it. It looks like dull latex, okay. and it feels really soft to touch. Okay. Uh, so, so mm. I've seen that. I've I've like it's kind of like vinyl. Yeah. But it's but it's softer. Oh, cool. Softer. So vinyl or like PVC is going to be like plastic. Like that looks like lubed up latex, right? Versus right, right, right. Yeah. So we have the PVC and and the wet look stuff, which for folks who aren't sure if they want to commit to latex and they're they're just like dipping their toes in, you know, kink costumes or kink wear, I feel like that's a good place to start. That's how I started, actually. Oh, yeah? When I was younger, I was really drawn to PVC, even before any, like, kink attachment to it. I was just like, oh, that looks so good and fun to touch, especially in, like, a nurse's uniform or something like that. So Definitely. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh. Yes, I I have many hot topic memories of (laughs) pvc um and yeah and at the time i would never have known the difference between vinyl versus latex i mean i had to learn all of that while working in a dungeon yeah me too oh cool (laughs) (laughs) it seems like whether you really know what you're looking for in terms of fetish attire or whether you're completely new and you really want some guidance and some variety and to explore that the pleasure chest is a really good place to shop for all kinds of sexy attire. Mm -hmm. Well, in general, we try to have something for everyone and that's Mm. not going to be limited to toys or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like definitely for like we used to carry a lot more just black Mm. And we've introduced more color and it's been doing really well. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really like that. I'm always the person at the, like in a sea of black in like a jewel tone or something like that. Because yeah, um, colorful outfits make me feel sexy. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. Yeah. I like, I like mixing it up. Some, some dark and some pastels. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So let's say that somebody walked into the pleasure chest and they said that they were looking for a sexy outfit but it became clear that they didn't really have anything else specific in mind um Mm -hmm. they just knew they wanted something sexy but they don't know what their style is they don't know if they have a fetish for a material um where would you start so is this person do they have are they wanting to commit more or they're just kind of like, I don't, I have no idea. How do I start? Let's say that they really just have no idea, but it sounds like if they can find the right thing, they're willing to make an investment, but maybe they don't want to make a big, they don't want to splurge on something unless they feel pretty confident that they're going to like it. Mm -hmm. How would you help them to find the right thing? I would probably, start off with the boxed lingerie a little Mm. bit because it's you know easy like 
30 bucks or less usually mm, cool. right and then it comes with like a complete look it's not gonna last you like mm-hmm. some of the other ones but as far as experimenting i think that's great and uh with any kind of kink costumes too there are boxed kink items which those are my favorite to incorporate with my everyday wear like a lot of caged looks which is super in fashion right now um tell me tell me what that means cage looks, so it's kind of, it's kind of like wearing a harness mm. um but just having like cut out so it's very there's a lot of lines oh cool in cool. it i really i'm like touching <laughs> <laughs> like, you know um so yeah just kind of having that peek out a little mm. bit mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. can help people feel sexy the boxed uh stuff that i like to recommend is like this french made one that we have Cool. Because it's, it's important, too, with box lingerie to get the right sizing sometimes because mm. usually it's like a one size fits most. Mm. But there's this one from this brand called Seven Till Midnight. Mm. And that one's my favorite because it fi- you have to find like a good fit on them. And there are ways to like work them out. But uh, it's you tie it in the back. So it should be able to cover like cool. most bodies generally. And uh, that that's kind of fun because it has the whole set with a little headband, cute, and a little apron. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes those super cheesy seeming outfits end up being cliched for a reason, right? Like I remember the first time that a client gifted me a uh, plaid schoolgirl skirt, and I'm pretty sure it was made by Hustler, and it basically is just like. Velcro. Yeah, I did have the, the Velcro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> and can tear away. Yeah, I mean it's basically a belt, right? Yeah. It's like not really a skirt. Exactly um, but I was I was like, haha, okay, schoolgirl, I get it. You know, the hustler store. Um, but um, I put it on, and yeah, I felt like I could really embody certain things that I might associate with that schoolgirl archetype right so whether I'm you know it made me feel bratty or maybe made me feel like I was bad and needed to be punished because I was smoking in the girl's bathroom you know what I mean like it's um it can be and you know it's like you put it on and you don't feel it doesn't feel like any other kind of clothing. It becomes a, a very symbolic. Mm-hmm. And wearing something symbolic can be really powerful for doing the thing that I think is one of the hardest things about sexuality and kink for people, which is just completely like living in the moment and feeling present and not mm-hmm. bringing your worries or cares. And that's one of the things that, that sex and kink play can, can offer and can do. And costumes are a really great way to do that. And you don't have to break the bank while you're figuring out yeah. which costumes bring that out in you, you know, what your costume style is. Yeah. I love the idea of using it as a way to being like present in your fantasy. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so easy to, have our fantasies out there and be like, oh, you know, this is what I'm wearing. But to, like, that's something that's tangible that you can bring and like, yeah, really embodying that is cool. Yeah, and it's kind of like the the cape thing when you put on the schoolgirl outfit. You're like, yeah. I feel like a schoolgirl. Yeah, I'm gonna act. I'm gonna play this up right now. Yeah, and when you put on a cat suit, all of a sudden you're like, you know, 
mean bitch who gets what she wants right yeah and you guys have um uh fetish attire and sexy attire for people of all genders and Mm -hmm. like a very wide variety of body types as well right yeah we try to get uh and it's hard for plus size it's hard to find things that aren't really cheesy yeah um that fit you know that are like nice so we we've done some like intense searching for stuff it's it's harder to find but we have picked up like a lot more uh plus size items and just specific designs just for plus size that's so awesome yeah and we uh carry hosiery from glamoury and they make just specifically hosiery for plus size cool so that's yeah yeah we love that yeah there's nothing um more frustrating than getting some stockings or tights and um just realizing that they are not gonna fit around your yes yeah, using your legs yeah compression yeah. socks <laughs> yeah like not compression in a good way like yeah. compression in a like mm, this is not made for my body so so that's really important um and what about like di- like variety of gender stuff it's you know it seems like there's like a lot of sexy attire for femmes and ladies and folks that are femme of center but you guys have some masculine stuff out there too right we've got all the harnesses and latex um you know for for more masculine presentations we definitely have and i think we're also going to be carrying uh i think they're neoprene or some kind of jocks nice that you can pack in Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so we've got style and practicality yeah. wrapped up in one. That's yeah. really great. And we carry other things for gender expression that aren't necessarily like costumey, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. packers mm-hmm. and the harnesses or, you know, things to go with the packers so that can easily come. I know when I anytime I like wear a packer and I'm not even doing it for any kind of kink purposes, but it just makes me it's like kind of that same sense where I'm like, ah, oh, I, you walk a little different. Totally. I feel more confident at the like gay leather bar. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah, I mean, gender expression is not quite the same as a costume, and of course, you know, it, for some people, fetish gear is less a costume and more like an expression of their identity, right? Yeah. So the gender expression stuff is sort of has some overlap with that right that yeah. the, and you guys have that as well the not only the the packers which are basically like dildos that are not hard yeah lasted right <laughs> yeah so you know and then there are like special kinds of underwear basically that um that you can put those I don't know what you call them toys like that you would pieces that you would put the piece into (laughs) right that you would put the packer into and then you know you can either wear that like just like by itself if you're at a party or playing with your partner or by yourself I mean I know lots of folks who you know find it really sexy to just like wear that around the house but then also you can definitely put any kind of street legal clothes over that packer and then like you were saying you know you can walk down the street or go to the grocery store or whatever like with that nice bulge in your pants that's like your, <laughs> your own your own you know either your thrill or your affirmation or both or you know anything else yeah. that stuff is really important too it's fun it is, it's fun to mix it up too with just like the costuming stuff like putting on a packer and then a French maid outfit. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh the my imagination. god. Imagination. I love that. Um, is there any other kind of costuming or accessory or fetish attire that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, 
some like blindfolds or masks. Mm. That's a huge thing too. And I think that's a good intro for folks who are getting into kink for the first time or something like that. Because we always say when you have a hood on or, um, you know, like a mask, we have so much identification with our faces. Oh my God, so true. So when we can't see or when we have our faces covered, it's going to be a lot easier for folks to kind of get in that role or feel more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you have, you know, certain, we have like a Zorro mask or like an Eartha Kit, like cat eye mask. Yes, oh my God, Eartha Kit. (laughs) Yeah, so that that helps uh, with, kind of getting into that role by by taking your face identity or you know away yeah that's that is really true I I think that it is such a I think that blindfolds and masks and hoods are such a simple way to transform the sex that you might have been having already into kinky sex Mm -hmm. right Mm um uh and it is really amazing how just a small piece of fabric can transform your identity, both what you look like to others and how you feel mm-hmm. anonymous behind the mask. Yeah. Um, and also... It's good for folks who are nervous. Mm, too. Agreed. Because if you know, you're topping someone for the first time or something like that and they have a blindfold on and you drop something, you're just like, oh can't see <laughs> totally totally that is that is a that is a classic hoe trick right yeah. there yeah. <laughs> and it works um and it and it's also amazing for the person who is is wearing the blindfold you know I, I think that most people have experimented or had an experience of having a sense taken away and how much it heightens the other senses mm-hmm. or alters your consciousness instantly and definitely having your sight taken away can feel like having a certain amount of power revoked which for some people (laughs) can be really hot yeah definitely I like I like engaging in that for sure playing with the senses cool well Coco it has been a pleasure talking to you about all kinds of costumes I hope that there are listeners who Either go to thepleasurechest.com or go into the one of the New York stores at the Chicago store or the LA store and find a costume that they have never worn before for this Halloween to use Halloween as an excuse to explore a different side of their sexy personality. Well, Coco, thank you so much for being my guest today and I hope that we have you back soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love talking about <laughs> and where can people find you online uh let's see me specifically mm-hmm. uh i am meow coco m-e-o-w-k-o-k-o on twitter and instagram i don't have a huge social media presence but fair enough any questions about you know packing and wearing french made outfits <laughs> excellent and if folks are in LA they should come visit you at the WeHo store yeah fantastic thank you Coco 